Welcome to the It Is Written podcast. As doubts about God's will arise, the world resorts to feelings and experts. We go to the law and to the testimony of God's word. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at a story where Jesus was questioned about eating some grain on the Sabbath day. So I'd like for us in the podcast today to look at an incident that occurred with Jesus and his disciples. Matthew chapter 12, would you read verses 1 through 8? Sure. At that time, Jesus passed through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples were hungry and began to pick and eat some heads of grain. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, See, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Haven't you read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry? How he entered the house of God and they ate the bread of the presence which is not lawful for him or for those with him to eat, but only for the priests? Or haven't you read in the law that on Sabbath days the priests in the temple violate the Sabbath and are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So look at what Jesus and the disciples were doing. They were going through the grain fields, picking grain and eating it on their way. Now, the first thing that comes to my mind is, were they stealing it? It wasn't their fields. Yeah, like if we were driving down the road, you couldn't just pull over and take some corn off of some guy's farm. That's exactly right. But in Deuteronomy 23, 25 and some other passages in the Old Testament, God had specifically allowed that. You couldn't harvest it. You couldn't use a sickle. You couldn't take some home. But you could stop and get and eat what you could eat right there. And it instilled in the Israelites that they're caring for their neighbor and the passerby. It was was a law of generosity and blessing to them. And it avoided the need for McDonald's. Right, yeah. So that was useful. (laughs) But the Pharisees, they're not upset about being stealing. They knew it wasn't that. But this is happening on the Sabbath day. Right. They hold Jesus responsible for the action of the disciples. And they caught them red-handed. They're like the self-appointed Sabbath police. And what God had said is not to work on the Sabbath day, but the uh, Pharisees had added a bunch of extra laws and rules covering every possible eventuality. And from their perspective, the disciples were reaping and threshing and winnowing and, and, and preparing food on the Sabbath day violating their traditions and their man-made rules. And so they're pointing the finger at Jesus for what the disciples are doing. Jesus responds with some things that aren't always well understood. He talks about what David did when he was hungry, how he went into the temple and ate the consecrated bread. Some people will try to defend David for that, but Jesus said it was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those with him, but for the priests alone. So Jesus did not think David had done the right thing in that. Mm -hmm. It's clear in the Old Testament law in Leviticus chapter 24 and verse 9, that bread was for Aaron and his sons, and they shall eat it in a holy place, for it is most holy to him from the Lord's offerings by fire, his portion forever. Yeah. It was only for the priest, Aaron and his sons, to eat that bread. Actually, if you go back and look at David historically when he did that, this is a period of faltering faith in David's life. Right. Saul was wanting to kill him during this time, right? And was nearly doing it, it looked yeah. like. And so David told Jonathan, there is hardly a step between me and death. Yeah. He thought he was really in trouble and that Saul was about to kill him. But we know that God had sent Samuel already to anoint David as the next king. Right. He will not die until he becomes king at least. Yeah. So he needed to trust that promise of God instead of doubting. 
but he was starting to doubt because of the close calls from a human perspective that he'd had with Saul. And this was just a period where he does a bunch of things wrong. He lies about the uh, feast in Bethlehem he made up that he was going to, in my judgment. He certainly lies to the priests when he tells them that he came there without a, a, you know, a war squadron because he was there on a top-secret mission for Saul. Yeah. He was really fleeing from him. He takes and trusts Goliath's sword and not the Lord, yes. which certainly was not the right thing. Goliath's sword hadn't helped him very much, right, you yeah, remember? Yeah. And, uh, and then he sought asylum with the Lord's enemies, the Philistines, yes. which led to one of the most embarrassing moments yeah, of his life where he had to... Saliva down his beard yeah, and to, act like a crazy person. Exactly, act like a madman. And that resulted in a terrible disaster where Saul massacred the priests right. and David said, I brought about the death of the Lord's priests. Yes. So this is a bad time in David's life when he just wasn't trusting the Lord and he ate the bread that he yep. was not supposed to eat. Now, some people look at this and they say human need takes precedence over God's law. So it would be situational ethics, right? More or less, yeah. yeah. You can set, away, set aside God's word, God's law in an emergency. If you're really starving, you know, you can, you can break the law. Human need takes precedence. You can steal bread to feed your family kind of stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that is not at all what Jesus believed. Remember when he was starving 40 days and 40 nights with nothing yeah. to eat? And Satan said, turn these stones to bread. And yeah. Jesus said, man shall right. not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. Jesus did not believe that need took precedence over God's word. Right. God's word is more important. Nor is there any indication in this story that Jesus and his disciples were starving, nor that David was starving and his men <laughs> yeah. when they took that consecrated bread. They might have been hungry. But hungry, but you know. not starving. And, and you wonder where the limit would be. If, if you can set aside God's laws in emergencies, what laws can you set aside? Can you steal? Yeah. What, what, what could you do to get, get your food if you can disregard what God says if it's an emergency? This is not a case of you know, the disciples breaking God's law and Jesus trying to defend them. In fact, he calls them innocent in verse 7. They did not break any laws of God. What, what Jesus is doing with the David example, I believe, is showing the Pharisees inconsistency. Mm -hmm. They excused David when he did what was not lawful. They condemn Jesus and his disciples when they do something that is lawful, merely breaking the rules that the Pharisees invented. And then he says in verse 5, have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and are innocent? The priest worked in the temple on the Sabbath day. They had a lot of work to do. Yeah, offering the sacrifice and all that, yeah. And it wasn't sin. God right. allowed them to do that work. There's many things that the law of the Sabbath allows you to do, but you can't work and, and make money and so forth on the Sabbath day. Right. But, but the Pharisees' idea that you couldn't breathe on the Sabbath day was not true. <laughs> yeah. And then he says in verse 7, if you had known what this means, and he quotes from Hosea 6, I desire compassion and not a sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. People misunderstand that phrase sometimes too. God wants mercy and not sacrifice. God in the prophets often condemned the people for following some religious ritual mm -hmm. and disobeying God in their life. Mm -hmm. They just try to do some religious act to justify their sins. Mm -hmm. And that was never right. In, uh, in Isaiah 1, he talks about they, God would reject their prayers because they were lifting up hands full of blood, the yeah. blood of their victims that yeah. they had unjustly oppressed. And therefore, God is concerned with not just 
going through some religious form insincerely and hypocritically, but with your whole life being dedicated to God. And then he says, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Who made the Sabbath law? The Lord did. So who ought to know who bre- what yeah. breaks it? Yeah, you know, man. Exactly. So, and, and then in, in Mark's account, he said that man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath for man. Right. The Sabbath was a blessing to man. It right. was one day a week reprieve from the penalty of sin. The earning your bread by the sweat of your brow was because of sin, and God was giving them a break a day a week where they could rest. Yeah, and they turned it into a curse almost. Like, you can't do this. And they even had their own rules and laws on in, in specific situations, what you can and can't do. And it would have been hard to follow. And it was a curse, really. In a and, lot it, of and it was all man-made. It right. was not what God said. It was what yeah. how they interpreted it. I guess that leads to a good question. Do we sometimes turn God's commands into a curse in the way that we see them? We certainly can. God's word is wonderful for us. It's always a blessing. But it'll be a curse if we try to follow things that aren't what God says. Yeah, and when we try to uphold our traditions as God's commands. Right. We always need to make a careful distinction between what God says and what man says. We need to keep exactly what God says. His word is always right. But what man's traditions are, we can discard. So Jesus is showing why the disciples were right, and uh, he suffered a lot of scrutiny from the Pharisees, but he always said that he did the right thing. Thank you for listening to the It Is Written podcast. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with us, feel free to send Gary an email at garyfisher1063 at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day.